You're listening to the Mentors for Military podcast with your hosts, Robert Gowan, Rudy Lindsay, Mike Pritz, and Kat Kalen. Hey, Jared. Hey, what's up? What's going on, buddy? Not much. How about yourself? Nah, doing well. Doing quite well. I'm glad you were able to uh, to join us this morning. What time is it? Where are you at? In Texas? Uh, I live near Destin. Okay. I grew up there. Milton. Oh, yeah. I know where that's at. It's not far away, man. <laughs> little little podunk town. During uh, that time frame, I think we had a tasty freeze, and that was the main event when we got McDonald's or Burger King in there. We thought we were big time. Still podunk. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, I do. Yeah. Small town, so you know, know, Destin was just like a little sleepy fishing village when I was growing up. I mean, there was nothing there, and I used to go to the Destin Army Recreation Center back when I was stationed at Benning. First time we went there, you know, we, I think it was Fud Puckers was way the hell out there. I'm talking, it seemed like from the Destin Recreation Center, it took us like 20, 30 minutes, and most of it was through the woods on the, the main road there, 98 or whatever it is there, and all of a sudden, I think it was 10 years later, we go back. And it's like, where the hell is Puckers, man? And it's right in the middle of all these different restaurants and stores and outlets and everything else. And it's like, holy crap, man. This used to be woods. Nothing but woods do here. So it's crazy watching that area grow up. Yeah, it's freaking super busy now. Like, I I only enjoy it in the wintertime. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Summertime's brutal with traffic. Oh, my God. So uh, did you, I guess when you were there at 7th, you decided to go ahead and... Stay there, and is that what uh, it was? Or? Well, I mean, I, I originally lived in Bragg, and then uh, obviously moved down here because uh, Seventh Group moved down here to Eglin. Well, then I got injured in 2013, so uh, I had to do rehab for a year in Texas. Uh, and then we came back, but we're actually going to be moving back sometime next year to uh, Illinois, where we're from. So Metropolis. Well, that, yeah, that's where I'm from. I'm not moving. I'm not moving back to my actual home city. Cause yeah. It's, podunk as well and <laughs> really. are you going to do uh shy town then to the big city oh man no yeah I, like i'm from like i lived across from the river. like i lived up on the other side of the river from kentucky like chicago is like six hours away oh no so, so my wife's from illinois she's from about 45 minutes uh north from where i was from so we're kind of just splitting the distance between the two that way like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't got to be near anybody, technically. So I know that area, at least the southern part of Illinois, uh, Kankakee. I used to drive down to Kankakee a lot, and uh, we had a manufacturing facility there. When I got out of the Army, I started working for a biotech Wait, company. You think that's the South? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like two hours from Chicago. Uh, but it's still, uh, like, really podunk there as well. Oh, no, it's super podunk where I'm from. Yeah. I mean, good Lord, dude, it's Metropolis. Like, we have a Superman statue. You know what I mean? Get out of like, here. Celebration every year. <laughs> I All guess you get I... is cosplayers and meth heads. That's what you get. I didn't even put the two together, to be honest with you, until you just said that, and it's like, oh, my God. Totally didn't think about that. You Pretty actually sick. have a Superman statue there. Yeah, it's like in the middle of, like, right by City Hall or by the courthouse. It's ridiculous. Wow. I mean, it was cool, like, when you were younger, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, going to the, the celebration, it was pretty fun. Uh, but, like, as an adult, like, I went, we went back one summer, and I, I took my kid, and he had fun. But I was just like, oh, my God, this is horrible. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's, like, people, like, street vendors, like, peddling, like, the mo- like, the most garbage crap. Like, when you were a kid, you're like, this is awesome. But as an adult, you're like, man, this isn't going to make it, like, on the trip home. Like, Right, right. Yeah, so. So you have been, like, totally into fitness and stuff 
that I saw something on Instagram where you're prepping for a contest. Yeah. So I do. My thing is, is like I just I set different goals because I like to do different things as far as challenges go. Uh, so a few months ago, I was like, you know what? Like I've been running races and stuff like that for fun. I was like, I'm going to go do a physique comp. You know what I mean? So that's coming up in October. Which one is it? It's in Cleveland. It's okay. uh, like the D- Dan Lieberman Classic or something like that. Yeah. So it'll just be like a little physique comp, like just to go have fun, you know, compete against some uh, four-limb people, regular folks, as I like to call them. Yeah. You doing the uh, board short one? Yeah, yeah. I ain't getting no trunks. Like, I mean, get <laughs> half naked. No, sling- no slingshot? Just, Come on, man. Getting a spray tan is enough. I'm not getting a no... <laughs> I'm good. So we're just going to do that, and that's just going to be for, you know, for fun. It's just something to see what I can do. And then I'll, after that's over, I'll just I'll find something else to do. I mean, I got some ideas on what I want to do, but I don't know. Yeah, I just like challenging myself, doing something different. Well, you know, my good friend is Bob Chicarello. I don't know if you know who that what that name I do, is. I do know who that is. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I don't know that he's doing the October event. I'll have to ask him if he's going up to that one. He does a lot of emceeing at different places all over the country and such. If he is going up there, I'm going to make real sure that he he points you out. Well, I mean, it won't be that that difficult, obviously, but I'll be. Uh... Yeah, you can't you can't miss me. I don't think there's too many two limbed people running around fitness competitions. <laughs> well, I'll definitely make sure he does a big time shout out or something. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank yeah, you. yeah, no no worries, man. So you know, of course, Cat. We talk about this every podcast, but I know Cat's going to have to talk about this. If you're prepping for these types of shows and such, I don't know if you're aware of what's going on in the UK on an annual basis. There's the Royal Marines which was founded in 1664. And on an annual basis around Memorial Day, they do a 166.4-kilometer yomp. All right, 103 miles. Takes, uh, I think, 36 hours, somewhere in that base, nonstop. And not very many Americans have actually finished it within the window. So Katz all of a sudden decided when she heard about this, she's prepping for it right now to do the 103-mile, 166.4-kilometer Yomp. You got to go join her. No, I was actually thinking about that. I was talking to my uh, my wife, and I've had it in my head for a couple of weeks. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna go on like a walkabout and just do like a hundred mile ruck. There you go. But you know what I mean. But not like I. There's no way like in 36 hours. Like, yeah, I'm holding no. down a 12 a 12 pound leg. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> right. If I even completed, I would be happy. <laughs> that was awesome. Like, so, yeah. Just nonstop. If you could go, I mean, regardless if it didn't take you 36 hours, like in my mind, if you, like, if you took your little like short rest breaks, like an hour or two, whatever you needed, if you, and as long as you did that and you did it, like that would be something to be proud of, regardless. I think. Not yeah. Last week I did 18 miles just walking. You gotta get some fresh beats. That's what you need. You just gotta get some tunes or. I mean, a hundred like, miles. That's a lot of music to listen to. Yeah. Well, you got to think, though, like what, like three to four songs per mile if you're averaging a 15-minute mile, so then you just multiply that by 100. I mean, it couldn't be more than what, what normal people have on their phone, right? Yeah, I mean, I got my, half my phone's like music, and there's crap on there that I don't even listen to. But like when I'm rucking, <laughs> like on the, if I'm on the trimmer outside, like your music will come on that like I'll skip like when, I just, when I'm in the car. But when, I, when I'm like walking, I'm like, bro, why do I never listen to this? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a big time into fitness growing up, or is this something uh, that you recently started hitting? So, like growing up, I, I, I you know, I played, I played some sports uh, when I was like younger, and then I, I skated and stuff like more in high school. I wasn't super athletic by any means. Like I didn't play uh, any sports in high school. 
And then when I when I joined the army, I was just like, all right, I'll just do the PT that they have for me. And then when I realized, like, you know what, like, I want to do more, I want to be able to to contribute more, I want to be something better. Uh, and I and I decided to go the SF route. Like when I actually started putting like my heart and soul into it and like training, I was like, holy shit, like, I'm actually good. Like, <laughs> I don't know about sports, but like, you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. I, when I tried, like, okay, like a five mile run, like, when I started trying, like, okay, now I can run five miles in about 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and be fine. And then, so I just realized, like, you, you really got to want it. And then, so that changed. Like, it, it started, I think I started doing CrossFit before I went to selection. And then it just, it slowly evolved into just what I found worked for me. And then when I got injured, uh, just, just having setting goals for myself and uh, finding new things and just kind of reworking uh, like how to how to work out and stuff like that like reinvigorated my spirit and just kept me pushing. A lot of guys that go the soft route, they find that they they were badass athletes in school and then you know they're like, oh yeah, I can totally go do this. I think for for me, I don't I don't ever think there's nothing or or anything that I can't do. Uh, Cause I, I've like working out like now, like I failed so many times and I would, I would be lying if I say like, I did not get pissed off. Like I get, I'm already a ginger. So <laughs> yeah, like, like I'll get like, it's not like, it's not like everyday stuff. Like if I'm in the kitchen and I mess up, like I, I'm not getting mad about it, but like working out, like it's such a huge thing to me. Uh, like I'll get mad. And I, and I think I've, I've learned to, uh, to overcome that a lot more and, I try to share things with, with people on Instagram, like even if it's not a huge hit, because for some reason, like if I do something ridiculously stupid, like it'll get like thousands of likes. But if I like I could like reinvent like the wheel and people will be like, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. This dude just pulled a car like five miles or something. Like if I was to do that, they'd be like, ah, 1000 likes. But if I just made an, like a nub joke, they'd be like, oh, my God, this is the greatest. Like, so I like to share a lot of stuff for people um, that are like especially upper limb amputees because there's a I, I don't see them that much, but they exist. Um, I feel like it's like Bigfoot. Um, yeah. But I like to share it because I, I like when I went through rehab, nobody. It was all like, hey, let's just focus on your good side, your good side. And then I was like, what about the other side? And then like nobody really had anything. So it was just me remaking stuff up or, or if I saw somebody doing something, retweaking it and then just sharing it with them. And I think, I think SF played a lot of that part for me to like overcoming stuff. But I think a lot of it too is, I think that's just, it's, it's the nature of people. Like you can say it's upbringing, but I think it's really just a conscious effort. Yeah. But I think too, you have a positive outlook on life, which probably helps a lot in driving you as well. I mean, you certainly could have taken a totally different route and yet you didn't let anything kind of bring you down. And I love the fact that you're now using this as a mentoring platform, talking to youth, actually, you know, working in ways of how you're working out and taking fitness and helping them understand that they can still continue fitness, even with any type of, you know, if you're an amputee, upper body, lower body or whatever, you can still work those extremities. And that's wonderful. It's true. That's true. I will admit, though, like if if I wasn't, I don't think if I wasn't an amputee, I would probably be like that. I think uh, the experience in itself is what made me more humble because I, I know there's a lot of soft dudes and, and, and everybody thinks like when they meet soft guys are like, oh, they're such assholes because they think they're special. 
it's not that it's just like you have so much on your plate all the time that you're just you're just like you don't have time for a lot of stuff and i think once i got injured i had to really ask for help and stuff like that right, right. like i had to just i had to like really sack up like i i feel like it was harder than anything i ever done being like hey like out to dinner with my wife, like in the beginning. And I want, you know, I want a steak and I got to sit there and watch a, a woman cut my food for me. Oh, so yeah. I had to grow up real quick with that. Um, so I think that really made me humble and it made me appreciate things a lot more, especially helping others out. Now you, were you a left handy left handed? Yeah, I, I was left. I was left handed okay. before. So I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say lucky. I want to say like fortunate. Cause people are like, Oh, you're so lucky. Like, huh. Fortune is the word I would be using. <laughs> yeah. So I noticed that you started doing a lot of your workouts using like belts or something like that or, or ways that you've kind of managed to modify the the different lifts, whether it's yeah. the deadlift or the I noticed the the pull-ups that you were doing and such. Um, it's all about like I use ankle straps for a lot of stuff. Like I tried messing around with like free weights as far as like different things go, but it just it doesn't create the right tension that I'm looking for. So it, it's all, it's a, a huge angles game. Uh, like playing, like just playing with stuff. Like I can, yeah, I can do deadlifts, but it takes a lot more effort as far as if I was to do them on the Smith machine, like I can make it like a pure, if I was to do rack pull, like there's, I want to say it's like scientific, like I have a degree in it, but I really don't. It's just a bunch of failures where I've learned to mess with stuff and uh, experimenting. I probably spent like a thousand, like tons of money on like different straps, trying to figure stuff out and, are the straps, do they put a lot of pressure and do they, I mean, do they end up being where it's just not suitable for what you're trying to do? And have you thought about like modifying them to, to be uh, more for? I have a couple modified, like the pressure is not really a big deal. I think because like I, I, I've I been working out with them so long, like what what's left of like my bicep and tricep on that arm continue to grow through like the force against it. But I think if you were to, like I see a lot of people that they, they just gave up, so they have their limbs are atrophied. Right. Uh, so I, you, you got to think like you have minimal tissue uh, and muscle that's left on there, and then so pretty much you're just on that humerus. If you were to be above elbow, I, it would probably be pretty costly. I think it would probably hurt. And then you got to think if you're not using it, I don't, I don't, I can't think it's osteoporosis, but I think that does actually tend to set in. But you lose bone density over time from not actually using it. So wow. they would have to be more careful with stuff. Now, do you have other um, amputees that come to you for assistance, like on how to actually help with like their injuries, or do you teach anybody on the proper um, way to actually? From time to time, people will message, uh, like they'll ask what straps I use, uh, or they'll ask like, "Hey, how do I set this up?" Um, but uh, usually during the summer, uh, I didn't get a chance this year to do it, uh, but I go coach at a, there's a kids amputee camp where I'm from. So I, I help coach strength during that four day period uh, for kids to get it's all it's all amputees and all the coaches are amputees uh, and it's for like straight up for kids that want to play sports the the guy that founded it Sam uh, he he was a born congenital hand amputee like he pitched college baseball oh wow like, his one like his transition drill is ridiculous from the glove and everything like that so it's like if kids want to play sports like it's go there it's like it's not a there's no babying. Right. You know, in like, it's just go. And so I, I coach the strength portion for that. Uh, so I help the kids that way. Um, that's cool. What age group are we talking? Uh, it'll be kids. I mean, there's younger, uh, I want to say like as young as like maybe, maybe six, but it goes all the way up to like high school, like kids up in high school, uh, whether it be like if they want to do baseball, soccer, 
Uh, we have football. Like they even have like dance and like cheer stuff. Because I mean, wow. I think we have the cheer coaches is, is uh, her name's Jen. She was born without any legs, and she does like tumbling and stuff like that. It's weird. It's creepy. Wow, that's incredible. I don't say creepy. I say it's. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't mean to say because she has no legs. Like, okay, if you're a congenital amputee, let's put it this way: if you're born that way, like if you take your legs and stuff off, you can like run on your nuts. Like when I when I see that, like it makes me want to throw up because like imagine the pain. Oh my god! Oh my so, god! So like you can so like that's when you'll see him. They'll do like like Sam. Like he's born without any fingers. Like he can put the bar like on his nub and like bench press. You know what I mean? Like Dang. I'm over here in like this velvet comforted ankle strap on my nub. Like God, <laughs> about as rough as it's getting. So I would imagine. I guess you build up a callus like you do with your fingers and hands. Or uh, no, yeah, it, it gets used to it. Yeah. Um, still, like, uh, like when I get done, uh, like I always have phantom sensations. Uh, I really don't have the pain part portion of it, uh, but it always it's always kind of um, exacerbated after I get done working out. Like it's more prominent. It feels like my hands wet. Well, if I had a hand, it would be being squeezed. So. Right, right. So you have a twin, also in special forces. Yeah, I mean, he was in the same group as you, or a different group at the time. No, he was in. He was going to be, and then when he got done, like when he was going to the Q course, they're like, oh, hey, bro, you get French. So he ended up going to third group. Okay. Now, does he like fitness in the whole bit, or is he? Yeah, he does the whole he does the whole fitness thing, too. It's, uh, I, you know, ever since, like, the whole twin thing, it's just like a competition growing up. Like, hey. Right. Like, I was like, I'm going to go SF. Like, I went to selection, and then he's like, all right, cool. Like, I want to go, too. Like, whatever. I can do this. And then it is just how it is, and. We still we still compare like workouts and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, obviously, like he can beat my ass in a lot of things because he's got limbs. Uh, <laughs> but like shooting, like shooting and stuff, I, I probably think I could still take him. There's also the genetic aspect that comes into play here. Let's face it; not everybody is gifted with genetics. You've obviously got a head start there. Oh well, I mean, he's a twin though, but he's got the same thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like split, you know what I mean? It's not like. Like I, he got half the sh- he got half the good sh- I got half the good shit. <laughs> I can't remember. You did a video that I, I found, as a matter of fact, uh, where you were talking about going and helping youth. That's for that camp that I was talking okay. about. That's the nubability camp. That's for the that's for the kids to to get adapted to sports and and get better training. Gotcha. Um, on I, the side, I mean, you learn a few things from them too. You know, you know they look to you as like you are. Just- they're probably in awe of you and the things like that you've done. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it just, I don't know. I don't, I, to me personally, I'm just like, whatever. Like if I could teach anything to, to the kids, cause I mean, I don't know what it's like to grow up to be an amputee, but I, I know what it's like to be stared at. If I could teach them anything, you know, I, I try to teach them. It's like people are going to stare at you or, or, or look at you differently but as long as you accept that you're not different, like you're, you're going to, everything will be all right. Like don't expect special treatment because of how you are. Like you need to make yourself known like that you're capable of doing whatever you want to do and people will accept you for that. I don't know. Cause people, there's too much pity going on in the world. Like too many dudes being injured that are just, they, they want this or they just always show these pictures of them messed up, like in the hospital and stuff. Like they just, they want it. Like they feed off of it and it's, it's become an entitlement and I, it disgusts me. I'm sorry, actually. No, actually, we talk about that a lot, about the entitlement aspect, that there is a lot of folks, I think, coming off active duty that do have that sense of entitlement. Oh, I, no, I agree. 
I agree. Like I see, so like, okay, for example, like if you got on Instagram on like purple heart day, dudes just, dudes just love to throw that out. You know what I mean? Like I got a purple heart, like, oh, like, and then they want to assume for everybody else, they're like, oh, you got to keep this in the closet, like all the stuff that comes with it. Like you're, you're, you're talking for like everybody. And now if you have a large following, people are going to be like, everybody's got PTSD now. Like I don't have PTSD. Like I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with the stuff I did and the stuff I saw. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get down because I lost my best friend, but that's it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, whatever, man. Dead bodies are dead bodies, in my opinion. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't mean like your own people. I mean, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other terrorists. Right, right. Those guys. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So, dudes just, they just put it out there, and I'm just like, whatever man like you guys do what you want and like people feed off that and then it just continues going man you just you feed that ego and i'm just like whatever you yeah. know what i mean yeah it's irritating i get irritated with it also well, we had a rob principato who is actually the co-founder of military muscle on i think it was last week week before and one of the things that he had talked about was how there are a lot of people who have that platform you're describing who are veterans and not necessarily using it in the most positive way. And as you mentioned, kind of speaking on behalf of all veterans, whether they realize it or not. And it's one of those things that they need to be very conscious of that. No, I, I agree. Like there's so many, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, so many dudes like that. Even, I, don't know if they're, I don't know if they're injured or not. You know what I mean? Get out. And it's just like, like, what are you doing? Like, what do you, do you work? Do you do anything? Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm focusing on going back to school. Like, do I want to be a lawyer? No, but I, I want to go get my law degree. Right. You know what I mean? Like maybe I don't want to stand in court, but maybe I just want to help people, you know, at a law firm, you know, where I'm from, like doing research and stuff like that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I just retired in September, so I'm taking a year off for, for dad duty. Uh, you know, cause yeah, my kid's like turning seven in November. Uh, and his birthday was the, uh, the day after my accident. So I haven't had a lot of time with him. So I'm just taking that time off. You know what I mean? Like I got no shame in going to Ace Hardware and getting a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like three days a week. Like, what do I care? Like, this is America. Like if you, are we that, are we that far away that we just like, you know what? I've been to war. Like you don't, I don't got to do shit anymore. Right. Like I just don't get it. You know what I mean? It's not like I I can't go be a doctor anymore. Like I'm missing, can you be a one-handed doctor? Probably not. (laughs) You know what I mean? But like. I see a lot of dudes that I'm just like, all right, you're a BK in the rehab world. That shit's a paper cut, and they'll tell you that. Like, what else are you doing, man? Like, what, you can't you can't go back to work? Right. Like, get the fuck out of here. Right. You know, you got to get off that, that pedestal. No, I agree. Because I, I see I've, I've been back to where I've done rehab a couple times because they make excellent prosthetics, and the, the VA is not awesome. Let's be, let's be yeah. honest about that. Yeah, totally. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll see dudes there. And I've, you know, I, I think he was a captain, um, not SF, just regular army, you know, hip dissertic and he's, and he's an AK on the other side, pretty high AK still positive. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's doing challenges for himself. Um, but then, like I said, like you said, you see dudes like, Oh, I've been to war. This is what I am. Like too many dudes are focused on what they were and not what they could be like, you got to go out and you got to try new things. And, and I, they're so worried about failure. And I got it. Like I was SF, like I was 30 years old. You know what I mean? Like by no means it was that old, but I had done a lot in my lifetime. And I know a lot of dudes are younger, you know, maybe they may be 18 or whatever. Right. But that's not stop. Like, so what, man? So you're in a wheelchair. 
Like, who says, who's not to say that you can't become, the, like, the, the next, like, DA for the country? I mean, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much stuff you can do, and they just, they get so down on themselves. And I wish they would just find a new challenge, because they never know what they may enjoy or what they can do. It's not all about going to war all the time, man. Social media so, probably I mean, doesn't help either, though. I mean, let's face no, it. absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the social media, the, if people all of a sudden, as you mentioned earlier, you know, about posting a, a picture that's really simple, nobody really cares about that. But all of a sudden, you post something that's got to do with combat and, you know, or, or whatever. All of a sudden, man, you get 10,000 likes, you know. Oh, I know. Well, it's like the same thing. Like, I'll get messages from kids, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm 13, I want to be SF. Like, you know what I was doing when I was 13? I was trying to get chicks to like me. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and trying to fit in high school. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't have Jinko jeans. Like, whatever, man. Like, Jinko. are we so, are, it, it, have we gotten so far in society that we're like, you know what? Veterans are so so revered and, and so, in, I guess, like, I get, do they see the entitlement and the awesomeness that they think comes with it? That everybody just wants to go to, like, to go do it all the time now? Like, yeah. you know what happens then? You get less quality of soldiers because everybody just wants a beard. Everybody wants to be like Call of Duty. Right. Like, well, that's yeah. part of the problem too, I think, though, is you have these types of things like Call of Duty and such that give this impression of what they think combat or what they think being in the military is like. Oh, my God. Like, it's, it's caught, like what? Like 10% of your actual time in military? Like, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, people, like, <laughs> some, some kids like, how often... How often are you going to be clearing houses and stuff as SF? And I'm like, dude, you understand that's like five to ten percent of what you're actually. Ninety percent is paperwork, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, like, Jared, what did you do? Uh, I made sure the radios worked like ninety percent of the time. Right. Like that's. I was like, combo. You know what I mean? Like, bro, like, is that what you want? Yeah. People with with the following, like you were talking about the military muscle, saying people that are veterans, even if they're even if they're not injured, um, that have a large following. Like when you get those people that come out and, and like start talking shit about the military, like all oh, this, this and this, like, you know what? Like blaming the higher up leadership. Like, I got it. You can never choose who your leadership is. Right. But for you to start complaining and then get out and bitch about it. Yeah. Like you failed. In my opinion, you failed as a leader because the, the smallest change starts with you. Yep. And if you can do that and then it ripples, you know what I mean? Yeah. You may never change the higher up, but for you just to get out and bitch about it. You kind of quit. You, you quit changing. on making the change. You quit. So why should I even listen to you? Like, right. I, I'm not even going to lie about it. Like, I had a girl on Instagram, and I know who it is. You know what I mean? Like, she was bitching on Instagram about her soldier being being fat. You know what I mean? Like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know what that tells me as a leader? Like, you don't give a shit. you just rather run to social media and bitch about it than being a leader and trying to help him out. And then if it didn't work and he didn't want to do it, then you do it the right way and you kick his ass out. Right. But you don't run to social media and be like, you know what? Like, you're, I'm tired of these fat. Like, that's your problem. Right. You know I mean, I mean totally. if you're going to go to social media, I mean, at least go to it because honestly, there are some awesome individuals out there where you can get great mentorship. Like, hey, oh, yeah. How, well, like, like, my brother and two, man, like two from Ronin Tactics. Yeah. Like, great dudes. Like, they, they give you the knowledge and, and whatever else you're looking for to be better individuals. Like they're not putting you down, you know, but they're not going to sugarcoat it for you either. Helping the youth and, our, and coming on our uh, podcast is just like education and, and getting a part, you know, I always tell a lot of the civilian side, like, hey, 
you got to use common sense when you're going to be reactive because ultimately if you do have a big following, it's going to impact so many people and they're going to think it's okay to do that. Um, yeah, exactly. Because like, like, I, I know what you're saying. Like, I, I've, I've posted some stuff in the past. You know what I mean? I grant it. Like, from time to time, I'll, I'll still cuss like, and, and post or whatever. But then, you know what? I was like, you know what? At one point, my kid is going to grow up and he's going to see this kind of stuff. I was like, is that, is that what I want to be? And then, you know, I've changed it. And, and granted, like, it hasn't gotten me as many followers as it used to. Like, yeah, I'll make funny videos and stuff about amputees, and that's fine. But you know what? Like, at, at the end of the day, if, if my, when my kid grows up and he's like, Jesus Christ, my dad's an asshat. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I failed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, whatever. You know, if he, if he wants to be SF when he grows up or he doesn't, like, it's not going to affect me either way. But as long as he's just proud of what I did, I'm, I'm cool with that. And I... And I and then then I see that'll carry over to other people as well. You know, what I mean, how how I post. Well, your story of what you just said earlier too about you know you weren't always the way you are and how your your perspective on life was and the whole bit, but this certainly shook you up and made you get a little bit better perspective. That story in itself and sharing to youth that you know you're not always going to have things figured out. You're not always going to know the direction that you want to go into, what your purpose or passion is, or you're not always going to know necessarily how life is going to take you with maybe some of the physical impairments that you have, but it doesn't mean that you can't figure it out and put it together and make it work. It, no, exactly. It, it's a great message. But I mean, nowadays on social media, it's like, it's too personal. People are like, Oh my God, it's too personal. Yeah. That's what, you know what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> well, they that's want a cool picture in a cool picture in four words. That's it. I just want to be able to look at it and get the picture and boom, gone, move yeah, on to the next thing. Can't put your feelings out there. You can well, it's sort of like that commercial. Have you seen uh, where the the forty five minutes and they have no internet, and so they're sitting around there as a family, and the the woman asks the father, "So, Dad, since we we uh, we don't have any internet, why don't you tell us a story?" And he goes, "Well, I tell you what, I'll tell you a story about when me and your mother met." She's like, "Nope, swipe next story," you know, you know, and he starts <laughs> telling another story. Nope, swipe off, delete, delete, you know, swipe, and so she's got this whole you know, mentality of using her phone as her father speaking, that's where we are. You know, it's that. Oh, I know. It's sad. So yeah. sad. Yeah. So tell us about when you came in, because here you are, a guy out in Illinois. You had to be out there in the middle of nowhere, as we were talking about. What made you want to go into the military? I graduated high school in 2002, and then I was I was going to go to college, and I was in college. I wanted to be a teacher. Um, and you know, like when you're in school and you get the little, like the teacher's aides that come in, or whatever. Right. So like I wanted to teach high school history. So I went back to my school. Right. And I was in there like watching my teacher teach. And then, you know what I mean? I'm like 18 years old and there's kids in there that are my age, you know what I mean? Or 17. And I'm just like, you know what? Like there's, there's going to be no respect. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm their age. Like are they ever going to care? Right. And I was like, I don't, I don't really think so. So I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And then my brother's like, I'm going to go join the army. And I was like, you know what? Like, couldn't go on down. I was like, let's do it. And so we went and joined, and then I was stationed at Benning. I was in a third ID, which was awesome, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my brother ended up going to the 82nd, and then... Uh, oh, so he wasn't with you there at Benning then? That's what I was going to wonder, were you guys kind of tracking together? No, we went, we went... I went like a month before he did. Okay. Um, it's always a month before, like I went to selection before too, but, uh, we'll just, we'll just see how this goes. Uh, -huh. but no, like, but when I was finishing up basic, 
he was down there for basics. So we would see each other like on, you know, that, that obligatory church run on Sunday, yes. you know, when you really get to escape from everything. Right. Uh, not saying I don't believe in Jesus. I'm just saying <laughs> Jesus is a, Jesus was chill time sometimes. That's right. Um, That's true. Because uh, we didn't get phones and shit for all you people that are listening now. All right. <laughs> um, it was like 12 years ago. So, you know, we did that. Uh, and then I, I did two deployments to Iraq like the, the year and then the, the 15 month one. And I was like, you know what? I, I want to be more. So we went the SF route. Uh, I did a Both of you applied at the same time. No, I went first and then I made selection and then he went, I went and I go, I went in like, Oct- like October, uh, like Oh eight. And then he went in that the following that he went that December. Like he didn't even train up either. Like I, I got it. Like I kind of, <laughs> I, tr- I, I trained like, I probably should. I probably should have rucked more. Let's be honest. But like, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna go, and he just went. I'm just like, and he made it. So oh maybe he's physically better. I'm not sure. But we did that, and then I did. You know, I, I've had some deployments in South America, and then uh, I was one month into this Afghanistan rotation in 2013, and hit an IED. ATVs are not good for those, by the way. Yeah, That's I my- saw the photo, and what shocked me the most was the photo that said, "What was it? Ten minutes later after the shot." Yeah, it was. Uh, it was about 10 minutes. We were just, we were just, I could see the end of the compound wall uh, and the vehicles were probably about like 400 meters off. Next thing I know, I'm in Germany. Wow. So, wow, yeah. that's incredible. How does your brother feel about it? Uh, about Was what? He... Me being messed up? or? Yeah, like after, I mean, you guys have been neck and neck and I mean, this is not something you want uh, to you know, like, we're not, we're not super emotional with each other, but, you know, I heard he cried, what I heard. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I, 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 I won't say I won't lie either. Cause like, I mean, I know he was there. I know he went to Germany and stuff with my wife and everything, but it was when I say like I, I was in Germany, like it was very sporadic for me as far as memory goes. Cause I was super high on ketamine and like methadone and stuff like that. But so I actually saw him like for real, for real. Like when he came and visited when I was in Texas, like I broke down because it made me realize that we weren't the same anymore. So that kind of hurt. Uh, but now everything's good. I still think he's a big ass bitch, uh, and I'll crush. Him. So, like, we'll, we'll we'll shoot long guns and stuff like that, and and see who's better. So. so, all right, is he going for the competition as well? Now that you're starting to enter that side of the world, has he decided that he's going to try to beat you in that aspect? Is oh this a- no, 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 no! Like he's all about gains. That's all he's about. Like for me, like this is like a one and done. Yeah. Like, let's. I'm. You're going to get hooked, Jared. You're going to get hooked. No. I can see it already. I, you know what? Like I was like, I'm like, it's probably that soft nature or I'm a nerd, but like, I'm sitting here like adding it all up. Like, Oh, I got to pay for a flight to this. I got to pay for a hotel. I got to pay for a registration. And then to compete, you got to pay for an NPC card, which is like 125 bucks. That's good for a year. Yes. You know what I mean, like I'm doing one show. I got to pay for tickets for my wife to get in. Like if I get her a backstage pass, I still got to pay for it. And they're not cheap. No. Yeah. So I'm like, and now I see when I look at people's Instagram photos. Right. Why it looks like they're living in shit. Yeah. And that's all they do is bodybuilding. I mean, more props to you because it's, it's, it's the dieting process is, whew. That's a killer. That's the, you know, that's a lot of, so people always think that when they look at these people that are you know, into bodybuilding, that they're really healthy looking. Actually, they're the most unhealthy in terms of yeah. all the diet and everything you have to do. And I'll tell you a trick too, that uh, Bob shared with me that he told one of these young kids that were headed out to an event. He's like, all right, you know, you're going to have to do the whole spray tan. You're going to have to do the whole tan. Take you a separate set of sheets to the hotel with you because you're going to turn everything in that room orange. 
So make sure that you put an extra set of sheets on the bed because the hotel will charge you like 300 bucks for the bed spread, the sheets. Yeah, I'm serious, man. It's like even little tidbits like that is like, wow. But yeah, these you guys do learn something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because like like in the physique posing or the like not the well, I say like the, the board short one. Right. There's men's like physique. So yeah. yeah. Well, you got classic physique now, too, which is like oh, gotcha. yeah. old school. Um. Like I'm looking at, I'll be on Instagram and I'll like look at hashtags, because like I don't know, I don't know shit about posing. Let's be honest about that. You know what I mean? Right. And like dudes are like waving their arms around like it's a magical wand, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna walk out there, and I'm gonna do my three flexes, and I'm gonna walk off. Like you think I'm gonna, wa- I'm gonna like wave my nub around. Like I may throw a nub flex in there though, like, just to see what happens. But like I'm not waving my arms around. Like. I'm sorry. Like, you know what? Like, it. There is the whole routine stuff that is pretty wild, especially when it becomes a women's bikini and all of that. All the different posing and yeah, it's it's pretty pretty crazy. Like, like when I first started, like when I wanted to do it, when I was like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna win. Like, and if I do if I do win, like right on. I I don't know, but like, I at least if I get like top ten at least, I I my whole intention is to really make. It sounds horrible. Like the dudes that are behind me, they'll be like, "Damn, man, maybe I need to reevaluate like what I'm doing." Like, some, some dude missing an arm and a leg, like beat me. Like that's what's up. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. So, oh, that's hilarious. It's, it's, it's something new. You know what I mean? Like I said, it's a challenge. Like I, I did obstacle course races, and I'm like, I'm braced out. You know what I mean? Like I want to do this, um, and I think that comes from the soft aspect, like having that type A personality. Like, sure. It doesn't mean I got to compete like, yeah, I'm going to compete against the people in this one. And it's an individual thing. But a a lot of it, it's it's all about me. Like people like, oh, you're what you do for amputees or whatever. Like, that's just a side effect. Like, this is for me, like for my personal health. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like if I was to say, like, I'm not I I don't get uncomfortable when I walk out in public places and not because of the noise or PTSD, nothing like that. Like, yeah, because people are going to stare at me. Like, but for me to go step on a stage. Like half naked and some board shorts with a with a tan, right? Um, as a ginger. Uh, by the way, I'm not cutting my hair or my beard for this. Oh, can, good deal. Yeah, on that. Uh, to get up there half naked in front of people, and and take pride in what I've done. Like to me, that's gonna be like a huge, a huge confidence booster. Oh, that's why I say you're gonna be hooked. I got a feeling if you make the top ten, you're then gonna go. Oh man, can I make yeah, eight, what, five? And shows, but I like I and I hate to say it, but like, look, let's be honest for you to ever get a pro status, yeah, like, come on, man, it's like, tough. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna be taking more than some protein, right? You know well, what I mean? Oh, absolutely, I'm, yeah, I'm good, you know, I need my socket to fit, is what I need. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's like, look at this, look at this dude's nub, like, my leg nub, like, measures like 26 inches, like, are you kidding me? Like. <laughs> I don't know how big a leg is, actually. I'm just guessing. Yeah, no, no. That's that's probably, yeah. Probably pretty accurate, actually. Uh, but, yeah, I can totally see you getting hooked. The, the whole fitness ex- aspect of it, though, is really cool. I mean, seriously. It's it's a way for you to have, one, I'm sure, for you an outlet to relieve the stress, to be able to think of a way, you know, to, to keep yourself physically fit. Obviously, because of your impairment, you're going to have to try to find ways to keep yourself fit and make sure, like you said, no kind of atrophy, atrophy, I can't even say that word. Atrophy. At, yeah. Atrophy. Atrophy. Thank I'm you. I'm going to keep making fun of you. 
Atrophy. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't set in. So it's uh, that's that's an important aspect as well. But you're using it as a platform right now. And whether you realize it or not, it's really effective. Because people will listen to somebody who has that kind of voice and is saying, Hey, listen, pick yourself up. You can you can actually do something here. And look at me. Whether you're saying it or not, or you want it or not, well, it, it ends true. up coming. Well, it's yeah. super funny, though, because you talk about that. Um, like Ranger Up, right? I, I do stuff with Ranger Up, like Get Fed or Die. Uh, there's stuff with, like Tim Kennedy and stuff. And they, they posted one last night. And it's a post I made a while ago. And it was like, if, if, I, if a double amputee can stay in shape in his garage, like you can stop whining about it. Right. And, a, and of course, somebody with a private profile comes on there. And they're like, or I can do what I want, and I could pull a trigger and like make your mouth match your arm. Like, okay. oh my god. Okay, I, you know what? Like, it doesn't bother me like that you're clearly a liberal, uh, <laughs> and and Bernie didn't get his nomination; he sold you out. Uh, but uh, I, I wrote, I I don't know if it was a he or a she. It was, it was a picture of Kurt Russell from Big Trouble in Little China. Oh. Uh, I wrote, I was like, do you need a hug? I mean, I'll give you a hug. Like, it'll be a half a hug. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna like you're, you think you're gonna hurt my feelings? Like it's, and they wouldn't even write back to me, but they'd write back to everybody else, and I'm just like, oh god. And I, I totally was like, you know, like you always come with a better comeback, like later, right? And I was like, man, I should have put like I've been waiting for this. Like I'll be your Huckleberry, but I totally forgot. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like people, we've gotten so far in society that like people are just, uh, I don't know, man. Like I don't know. Okay. What to say. I mean. It's- for our veterans that are listening, I think this is really great for, you know, recovery. So, like, for your self-recovery, like, go and do things that make you feel, like, good about yourself and, like, and, and give you the validation that you need for yourself, not for society, but for yourself. Well, well I, I think at the same time, though, yeah, you say validation, but you need to go do stuff that makes you uncomfortable because that makes you grow as a person. Like, you can't, you're never, you know what I mean? Like, if you're always successful... You never learn to grow. You just you develop an ego. But if you failure is what what makes you become successful. And I think dudes need to go out. Like I failed so many times. Like shoot, like you know, like training at the range. You know, adapting to stuff or, or weightlifting. You know, like it is what it is. Like I make fun of myself. Like on social media. You know, talking about buttering toast with one hand. You know what I mean? Like to me, I'm growing. Like man, yeah, you can see it. Like I don't care. Like, but if I don't want to, I don't want it to post like. I granted I don't post a lot of failed lifts and stuff like that, but like, I mean, I've had people be like that I know here, like, use a wheelchair, like, yeah, man, like, just cause, what do you, get this leg doesn't stand all day, right, Damn. right, I got, I got nine inches of nub, you know what I mean, like, it's just, <laughs> shit's heavy, but you know what I mean, so people, people, people don't assume that, and I, and I think I get away from that too, like I show too much success i guess if you will i should show more failure as well because then yeah um, yeah no and i think but I, keeping but I think a, you know yeah it's like a healthy balance like you know right. what you need to do and what works for you you know i think that's what a lot of that seems regardless if they're physical or psychological issues that you do you need to go out there and make yourself uncomfortable and i think if you do i mean yeah if you're gonna have some failures but moving on from that failure is going to make you feel better. And if you have a success, then more power to you. You know what I mean? So Yeah. And I, yeah. I know this is going to sound weird. And I know a lot of, like, uh, veterans in general that are amputees, they like to congregate and hang out together. I, there's nothing wrong with that. But in my opinion, you can't be – it's like it's like PTSD groups or war groups. 
they feed off each other, like on, you know, like Facebook closed chat rooms and stuff like that. They're like, oh, like it's a military page. You start feeding that and then everybody starts getting that same mindset. You're like, oh, you're not doing anything? Like, man, I'm not doing anything either. You need to get out and you need to find – that's the point in life. Like, you ever play golf? You, ever, you guys ever play oh, golf? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Or, or like any sport. Like, if you play with somebody better, like, you have to rise to their level. You know what I mean? Like, I, I learned that. I learned that a long time ago when I was, like, 18 at Benning. Like, some dude's like, can I play with you? He's in jean shorts and he had a mullet. And this dude <laughs> shot, like, a 70. Like, he was awesome. You know, and taught me something, and I learned a valuable lesson. You got to play with people that are better. You, you know, like that. You want to be better, you go the SF route. You want to go higher than that, you go to CAG or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Or you become GRS or whatever. But too many dudes, like we say, are wounded, and they they stay with people that are like minded, and they don't continue to grow. And then, then they wonder like, why do I got to take all this medicine? Why do I got to take all this? Because look at you, man. You're not getting out, man. Take your ass out in the sunshine. Like you can't run. Take your wheelchair and roll around the block. Like, I don't know, like, um, for example, if you look on my Instagram, we went and we went to my, visit my brother in North Carolina. We drove set like seven, seven hours, like South Florida to visit a kid that followed me on Instagram. Oh, that I saw that. Yeah. He would be a green beret, but he got hit. Um, it was actually a cop that hit him on his bike and he became paralyzed. You know what I mean? So I, we drove that, we drove seven hours out of the way for me to go down there and talk to him. Like, he didn't ask. I just said I'd do it. That's because awesome. You know and, and, and he wants to do a fitness competition. Like, I was like, you need to set a, like, you need to set a, something for you to do, like a goal. So he wants to do one in a year. And, I, and before I left, I was like, do you, do you wiggle yourself around the block? And he's like, no. I was like, every day in the morning, I want you to go around the block, like, one time without your sister pushing you. She can be there. But when you get tired, yeah, she can take over. But after that, I'm just, and then I text him every now and then. To make sure he's doing it. and he was telling me that he's going around the block you know what i mean and i told him straight up i was like look man your family's gonna care for you all your life like don't get me wrong but i'm not gonna tell you it's not gonna start to wean away they're gonna they're, they'll start doing they'll keep doing stuff for you but they're gonna stop caring less when you when you when you show them that you don't give a shit. i think like, you found your purpose and passion here honestly I, I should probably stop cussing as much, though. I think. <laughs> but I think you found your purpose and passion in wanting to give back, but actually not necessarily just to veterans, but also to the youth to say, uh, to give a message and a message of hope of, you know, hey, listen, I, I'm not holding myself back. I'm not holding, I'm not using this as a crutch. I'm actually out here doing something, wanting to accomplish something. What's your excuse? No, I know. But then, you know what I mean? At the same time, we like we were talking about this day and age, like people get so caught up. They're like, well, you know, like I, well, yeah, yeah, you, you were SF, like, oh, you're crippled. Like somebody pays you money now. You know what I mean? Like people are it's so in people's mind now that they're just like, you know what? If I can't justify a reason why he's right, like I'm going to find a reason to prove why he's oh, right. Absolutely. Yeah. It drives me and nuts. So it, it's, it is what it is. Like that doesn't affect me in any way. Whatever. Those people will die off. That's Darwinism. Yeah. So, so you're going to start uh, college here soon or have you yeah. already started? Well, I'm going to start, I'm going to start soon. Cause we're going to, we're going to be moving back probably March timeframe. Uh, cause, uh, actually Gary Sinise is building us a house, which we're very fortunate for. Uh, and I'm super, thankful. that's awesome. Super nice guy. So when we get back, I'm going to, I'm going to start the college up there. That way I don't have to worry about like doing online from there and then worry about transferring everything. And I can go there since I'm a resident of the state and, you know, see, I'm not going to be stupid and not be like, hey, what benefits apply for me for college? You know, if I get some free shit, hey, I'm yeah. going to take it, you know, because it's, it's education. Uh, and then if I can use that for my child, like my GI Bill, 
which I transferred over, then he can have that. So no, that's really would, cool. After, I, of course, after you win in October, what's after that? I, I really do think I, I like it's been on my mind. Like I really think I do want to do like a hundred mile ruck. Like it obviously wouldn't be continuous. I would break it up over a course of days, but it would, it wouldn't be like, Hey, I'm going to walk around the block like 50 times. Right. Like it's going to be like, I'm going to set a de destination from like, say like the destination area or whatever from here. You know, if I got to stop for the night, like recharge my leg, just move a hundred miles. Like it's not for charity. It's for me. Cause I, I know in my mind, that's going to be breaking a mental toughness. Like I, I hate walking now, but I, I at least do 30 minutes every morning for sure. Whether it's rocking or not. I mean, cause that's I saw you carrying your wife. Yeah, that's my wife. So, uh, when she's not working on shift at the hospital, uh, we work out together. So, uh, like that day we did, we were doing sled pulls down the street and then we would come back and do buddy carries. Oh, so, God. Um, it's just fun. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah, it, well, I, I, you can I, always I, join cat in uh, the UK. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> she'll do the buddy carry on the portions that you don't want to, where you said, you know, you got to take a break every once in a while. She'll do that. And then oh, thanks, thanks, Robert. And as you can see that Robert is not doing the hundred miles. <laughs> I'm going to be a, uh, an observer and a supporter. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. See? Yeah. That's cool though. That'll be awesome. I think that'll be fun. It's somewhere different. Yeah. You're going to check it out and that'll be awesome. All right, man, we're going to have to have you back on again after, of course, the competition, after you've, you know, made the top 10 and the whole bit, because I really want to see if you get the bug at this point and you're going to continue doing that. I've got this, like I said, I've got this strange feeling you're going to get the bug. I, I don't think so. Like, I don't enjoy eating like this. This is horrible. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, like, it, like the cutting process, you know what I mean? Like, I can eat flavorless food, because, I mean, I'm used to eating Murs for, like, 12 years. So, right. Uh bland tilapia and then uh no you know chicken nothing on it oh god no carbs horrible. so horrible well yeah I, I get like no carbs now that sucks yeah I, lo I love i love rice so you're like what eight weeks away yeah about eight yeah and i said i don't know I, i'm pretty i'm pretty low already i think i get like a cheat meal this weekend like i got a coach i uh, used to be in the army but he's out now he works for the government uh doing stuff so he's like looking pretty lean bro he's like might give you a cheat meal like you don't want to tell me that, dude. I'm a <laughs> you know, uh, Bob will tell you, I think it's the day of the show. Go get you a cheeseburger, big juicy cheeseburger and everything. and Because uh, you need the salt, the whole bit. It's crazy what what you guys end up putting your bodies through. I just, yeah. So best of luck to you. I hope you, uh, you. Hope you blow them away. And I'm sure you're going to do that. But I hope you also get in the top 10, make some guys feel bad. Oh, you'll know, if I if I win or if I if I take like if she, top five, it'll be on Instagram. Oh, totally. Well, if you're like, in the top ten, like it'll probably be like a video, and I'll be like, "Hey, we got top two. Like, look at these losers." No, I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, you would. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. There'd probably be something like motivational behind it, but if I make fun of somebody, it would get more likes. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No. Uh, yeah, but definitely. All right, man having me yeah no worries appreciate you coming on and keep being uh an inspiration to those youth out there that certainly need it and uh appreciate what you're doing there and mentoring them thank you guys you guys are awesome thank you for listening to our podcast you can follow us on twitter instagram and at facebook by searching at mentors the number four mil and please subscribe to our podcast it's free and it ensures you're the first to hear our latest podcast show we have several options depending upon your device and we're at iTunes, SoundCloud, at Stitcher, and at TuneIn Radio. 
It doesn't matter whether you are searching for your passion or purpose, finding your way through a military or civilian career, working on your fitness, or just about to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Get after it.